Welcome into the In the Muddy podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. Jim, we're going to take a look at the late pick four that starts in race five. It uh, is kind of the swing race, I think Jeremy Plunk calls it on uh, his uh, pieces he does for <laughs> Keelan. It's the end of the first pick five and the start of the late pick four. Um, so you can make a lot of money off this race if you can be correct. Where did you want to land in this first level allowance on the turf for three-year-olds and up. Yeah, that's a disadvantage when you only have eight races. And we cut that back to a couple of years ago to have eight races on Wednesday so we can run a full cars on Saturday and Sunday. I thought this race was pretty tough. Um, I like to look for horses um, that have uh, that have filled the condition that only have, that only have um, don't have, only have one race. I'll get it right in a minute. So I like policy options. The horse has raced 25 times with three wins, four seconds, and seven thirds. So it's maybe $130,000 lifetime. Can't get out of the allowance race. Almost cleared this allowance at Kentucky Downs at seven furlongs back on September 3rd, opening day, uh, when I was there with a friend and, and ran really big with uh, Martinez Moonshine, the horse, Martini and Moonshine, the horse that I also used for Tom Amos, the six horse. But I like the way this horse closed from way out of it. It was dead last out of the gate and uh, came flying down the stretch. And that seven furlongs at Kentucky Downs, he won't have any trouble stretching out to a mile here. And he did stretch out at Churchill, but that was on the dirt on September 17th. I'm just going to draw a line through that. Those last two turf races put him right there. Three wins. Nobody else in this field has more than one. Uh, Mazuma for Steve Asmussen coming off an allowance race at Kentucky Downs where he almost broke through as well and got beat by one night standards. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. And uh, might be the favorite in here, even though he's five to one morning line. I think Asmussen and Gaffleon will get a lot of money from the inside. And then Martini and Moonshine, the horse that ran right with, actually beat Policy Option uh, at Kentucky Downs. I just like the way Policy Option cleared off or almost finished and got that, whereas Martini and Moonshine had a little bit better trip inside. So I'm going to use those top three for the pick four, hoping to get us started with a little bit of a price. I am going with a price with the three-horse Penner Ash. Uh, this horse was ultra impressive in the debut at Indiana, one off easily, wire to wire. And then it doesn't show it in the uh, past performance for the subsequent race at Kentucky Downs, but the horse broke on top, and the jock didn't go on with the, this colt, and uh, he ended up in a cluster of horses and never really looked comfortable, but didn't uh, really throw in the towel until about the last 16th. And I thought uh, the move to put Sias on this horse, the three-hole, uh, I think Sias maybe takes the horse right out of there, either on or near the lead. And uh, I think this horse could uh, do much better than the 20-to-1 morning line suggests. Uh, two birds I took second, um, steady improvement here, and just did a wide-open race. Uh, I thought that horse uh, ran a much-improved race in the first time on the grass last time. Uh, Emirates Road is making his turf debut, but I thought he's kept tough company. Uh, It's Brendan Walsh, horse is bred for the turf, so I could see this horse moving up. Mazuma, uh, Martini Martini and Moonshine, I've got those two. One other one that I'm going to put on the ticket is Mom's Moon, the 11 for Rusty Arnold. She's coming off a long layoff, but third start out, they put her in the Palm Beach Stakes. That's usually pretty salty steak down at Gulfstream. So off that angle, I'm going to put that one on the ticket as well. But hoping to get lucky with Penner Ash to start the late pick four on Wednesday. 
Race six, two-year-old Philly Maidens, seven furlongs. Uh, almost all of these are first-time starters. Took a flyer here with Tavali at 10 to 1 for Norm Cassie. He can certainly win first out. Uh, the sire, Cairo Prince, uh, I think is a good first out sire. This horse has a, a long, steady works pattern that I like. Didn't have a strong opinion, so thought I'd take a shot with Tavali. The alleys look for Brad Cox, I think you have to certainly use. Uh, beautifulness, it's uh, Keneally and Saez, and I like the three gate works that this one has. The uh, Pletcher horse, the six, um, is uh, Mia, was uh, favored in the debut, but I'm just, uh, I think the Pletcher runners that have been training in New York have run uh, uh, the best for him. I'm just a little skeptical of this one. Guns and Lilies, I thought, was interesting in here. Fourth to Chop Chop. Uh, and that was on the turf, but you know, Chop Chop was second in the Alcibiades, so I thought that was a nice run. Um, so you could go even even deeper, but um, uh, it's not a strong opinion. I'm just going to take a shot with uh, Tavali in here. How about you? We need to go all in here because I don't I don't have very many of the horses you mentioned at all. I'm going six deep. <laughs> so uh, this one, um, I wish we'd have put it at the start of the pick four, or the start of the pick five, because you'd see some things on the tote board that would indicate, for example. Uh, Miha for Todd Fletcher, uh, she went off at seven to five in that race in Saratoga off her works and did not run a step. Uh, did got beat 24 and three quarters, but obviously when Johnny B, Johnny B saw she wasn't going to win the race, he wrapped up on her. So I, I think you could just kind of say, well, she wasn't ready for that. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, Padma and Implicated both came back at once. She had the top three that, that broke their maiden. Uh, and I don't know about the others in the race, but it was a very, very strong race. Um, I was talking uh, to uh, Pete Fornatal doing another podcast, and he said that that track that week was very tiring. So I, I think that you just draw a line to it and treat her as a first-time starter. Todd Fletcher, first-time starter here, those kind of works, probably deserves to be 4-1 to one or 5-1. to one. Diamonds, if you do, for Grand Motion, has a long string of very good works, including a bullet work at Keeneland on October 6th. 46 and 3. Very fast for Grand Motion's horses. So I think this filly is going to be ready and um, would not surprise me if she went wire to wire. Eddie Keneally for beautifulness on the inside gets Louis Saez for her debut. That's always a good indication that they're live. Harmonica for Tom Drury. Tom won at 12 to 1 here over the weekend, and I didn't have it. I wish I had, but because uh, it was key to very big double the second race the other day. So Tom Drury always gets them ready for Keeneland, 20% um, trainer. Mischievous gal for Andrew McKeever, who's a, a trainer who kind of flies under the radar, but this horse had a great work at Keeneland on September 30th, first of 37, and the alleys look for Brad Cox. So I think we mentioned about every horse in the race between the two of us, um, but I'm going six deep as well in that race. Yeah, I think this is just a really challenging uh, late pick four sequence for um, the card <laughs> on Wednesday. Seventh race is a first-level allowance for two-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. And uh, I did not have a strong opinion in here. How about you? I like the inside horses here. Uh, I like Frank's honor quite a bit here. McPeak um, obviously gets his horses ready for Keenan. And this horse, uh, off a couple of disappointing runs, uh, stretched him out to a mile and 16th, and he took, a, took to it like a duck in water, winning by five last time out uh, in an 11-horse field at Churchill. And he won from the rail, which is not easy to do, but he took the lead and won by five. Um, comes back here off that, that 82 buyer just kind of jumps out at you. Um, but I don't know how good the field was, but he 
took the step up to mile 16th with flying colors. Traffic master for Mark Cassie. Uh, my second choice is probably Brad Cox's horse, Bourbon Spirit, who has been working with Chop Chop and uh, apparently working as well as Chop Chop. So when she ran well in the Alcibiades, that bodes well for this one. They took this uh, colt to Monmouth in a listed stakes, the sapling, off a, an impressive win at Ellis and was right there until the top of the stretch gave it up and got beat by Lost Ark, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Major Dude, the horse that ran third, also came back and won out of that race. So uh, that's a key race. Brad Cox always and Giroux are going to be right there. And um, then I'm also going to use uh, Forbidden Spirit for Pletcher on the inside, who gets a Rat Ortiz and won by nine and three quarters at the Big A at Aqueduct last time. I'm going to stick with those four. I'm assuming that Bob Baffert will not run Carmel Road back in four days. If he does say that that race, the British Futurity certainly didn't take anything out of him. He was humming 14 hole and he got, you know, he ran a little bit and just gave it up. And uh, so they may run him back out of that race. And based on the two races prior to that, he certainly fits here. So top four, uh, one, two, three, four plus Carmel Road if he goes. Yeah, I would. Uh, I did not include Carmel Road either. I'm thinking the same as you that he scratches. If he does run, you'd uh, certainly want to include. I think. Um, but I took Forbidden Secret off that last win. The horse has steadily improved and then broke the maiden by more than nine lengths last time out. It's Pletcher and Irad. Horse uh, has been uh, training up in New York now. Uh, ships down here. Um, confidence game. I took second. I thought this horse was. Real impressive uh, second time out after hooking Damon's Mound in his opener and then uh, beat half the field in the Iroquois. And I talked to James Graham, the jockey, uh, an interview that will air on the Today at Keeneland show on Wednesday. And he said uh, he's been working this horse uh, in the mornings, really working with trying to get him uh, to, to relax and uh, then you know, respond to commands. And he chirped to him a little bit early in that last race, and the horse took off on him. And he then got him to relax, but thought maybe that took a little bit out of him when they got to the stretch. So uh, he's continued to work with the horse, and uh, I think there's some ability there. So uh, I'm going to take a shot uh, with confidence game in, in, uh, on my ticket, too. Uh, Frank's honor, I have uh, third off that 82 last time. Bourbon Spirit was second in a two-turn stake last time. And then also I included American Blaze. Horse won its uh, debut by 17 and then was wide in a stakes race. And I don't have the, this uh, in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that this horse, uh, the last workout was with Raising Kane, who was a very impressive winner on Sunday. And uh, I think this horse was working, you know, they worked together last time. I believe I'm right on that. So uh, just off that angle, I'm going to throw American Blaze on the ticket as well. But took Forbidden Secret on top, not a real strong opinion in this race. I'm going to go uh, five deep. So going multiple horses deep in all the first three legs. I find myself needing to, to single here to keep the ticket affordable. And so I'm going Bay Street money. Uh, five consecutive buyers in the, 80s, in the 80s. And now makes the first start for the Mike Maker barn. And he does great work with new horses into his barn. And um, I just thought this horse has been real consistent. And um, coming to Maker, uh, his horses uh, you know, generally run well at Keeneland. So I'm going to take that horse. A little intrigued with Cole Ridge. Off since January, but it's Mott, Ired Ortiz, Judmont Farm, horse that uh, really showed ability in that second start. So a little leery of that one. Uh, rhetoric for Walsh and Rosario. I have third on my list. Legionnaire, 
Um, the turf is a question mark. It's a one-mile turf race. That's a first-level allowance. But he is bred for the turf and in good form. And then uh, if you want to go deeper, the six-wake surf is a couple of solid efforts off the layoff for Arnold Barnes. So uh, I ended up singling Bay Street money uh, more so for ticket structure reasons than the, the strongest opinion in the world. But uh, I do think that one's going to be hard to beat. How about you? I like the same horses that you do, but I like rhetoric on top. And I think Brendan Walsh getting this horse from Baffert moved it here from the West Coast, uh, moving from dirt to turf. I don't really know why Baffert didn't try this horse on turf, because hard not to like uh, at a hard spun. The dam is certainly certainly a, a strong turf bottom and um, 332 and number. So I think Brendan Walsh knows what he's doing. Matter of fact, I know he knows what he's doing. And uh, picking up Rosario for the mount tells me this horse is live. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use rhetoric on top. Also going to use Bay Street money, though, because I can't ignore those uh, buyer figures that you that you quoted and the fact that Mike Maker takes this horse over from Rob Atris. The horse that I don't know about, and I wish we had a uh, – I wish the fifth race was a little earlier in the card. Greatheart intrigues me a little bit. That last race at Kentucky Downs almost got there, just got beat by head to overnight standards. And Mazuma it was in that race, and Mazuma finished right behind Greatheart. And Mazuma is in the fifth race today, the one horse. The one horse. So, so I'm not helping you pick four, but if Mazuma runs big in the fifth, that moves Greatheart up. So that's an angle that you always like to look for. It's something that's hidden in the in the PPs where those horses ran together and they're in separate races today. So that might be something to look at. And I also like Coleridge. Uh, scares me to death. Bill Mott off a layoff with Ired Ortiz. So um, hard to go narrow here but i couldn't find anything earlier in the sequence to narrow it down but i think if you if you can find something you certainly should include the top two picks plus coleridge uh plus probably great heart you know maybe look at the the tote board for that fifth race to give you some clues and look at the double probable payoffs to give you a little clue on that on those maidens in race six and maybe that can help you uh pare something down but my ticket's going to start going six deep in the first leg race five one, two, three, six, ten, eleven. Then I'll go one, four, eleven, twelve. In the allowance feature, one, two, three, seven, nine, and then single Bay Street money for a sixty dollar ticket. How about you? I'm not gonna single anywhere. I've spread. I've got a seventy two dollar ticket. Uh, going one four six in the first leg with one three five six eight eleven with one two three four with three five and that is a seventy two dollar ticket. Really challenging uh, Wednesday card, but you'll get paid if you're right. So best of luck, and we'll be back for a Thursday podcast on KeenelandSelect.com.